Amen. At this time, um, I'm going to introduce Brother Varney. And if you've been here a while with us, uh, you know Brother Varney. If you've been going to church here um, more than 14 years, you probably know Brother Varney better than I know Brother Varney. Uh, some of you could tell me about Brother Varney because you've been knowing Brother Varney uh, for many years. He's the founding pastor of Kirby Church and about four uh, landmarks ago, four buildings ago, uh, he started and, and we sat down and I've got to hear many uh, just different times stories about how it was in the first little little church house and when when the people above would flush the stool and our, water would flow out. It was somehow water's coming down through the ceiling. I can't remember the exact story, Brother Barney, but I remember it wasn't good and it, it was bad and, uh, and water was coming down and coal stoves and man, it was just, and he was faithful, uh, came up from Kentucky and planted a church um, and worked at General Motors and then re- retired from there so he could dedicate himself full time to the Lord's ministry. He pastored 39, 40 years. I know it's right in there. I'll just say 40. 40 sure sounds better than that. And so I'll, but I thank the Lord for him. And we were together this past January um, in Tampa, Florida. We're in a worship, we're in a preaching service. And, and so often we forget yesterday while we're living in today and we're thinking about tomorrow. And this preacher of the morning managed to take us all as a, as a church house back to yesterday and the ministry that has been done and laid in place so that we could minister however we are, wherever all the pastors and people in that room were ministering uh, on that day in January. He said, I want you to go to those people who have been eagles, who have, who have soared for Christ Jesus. And, uh, I went over and man, I was just, I was a weeping mess and I was just, I was thankful because I was realizing it was just pouring over me. I'm realizing the ministry that, that, that I get to enjoy. I've been at this church 14 years. None of the guys I graduated with through Bible college are, are at their first church. They're all on church two, three, four, five, and that's good or bad. However, whatever you want to say, but I'm thankful that I'm, that I'm still at Kirby Church with church number one and all the ministry and the faithfulness that Brother Varney has displayed throughout his life of ministry um, is part of that foundation that I get to build on, that he's already laid down. And I thank God for your love for the Word of God and for your faithful ministry uh, to Kirby Church. And, uh, and I try to follow in that faithful ministry as long as the Lord calls me and, and, and keeps asking that of me at this church, I will continue to do it with all my heart. So I thank God for you, Brother Varney. Welcome. If you'd make Brother Varney welcome as he comes and brings the Word of the Lord to us this morning. Thank the Lord for the privilege of being here, and I trust uh, the day that you're going to pray for us. Uh, Brother Mike called me early in the week and asked me to uh, preach both services today, and I have never put as much time awake at night as I have in the last five nights. <laughs> and uh, now this is not the biggest crowd I ever preached to. Uh, 
Pray on, brother. Amen. That's better. Amen. But it's, uh, we're here today because of uh, the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts. Years ago, when I just got saved in Kentucky, and I had a burden for a brother of mine that's done going on to be at the Lord, uh, which uh, I told my mama, I said, Mom, if I knew he'd get saved, I'd be willing to go to Michigan State the rest of my life. And I came in 1954, he got saved. And uh, his wife also, uh, we was on our way to Ypsilanti to preach. And uh, she said, if, when I get saved, I'm gonna be baptized in white. So we went on to church and I preached and gave an invitation and her and three more people got saved. And I said, when do you wanna be baptized? She forgot about her white and she said, tonight. Right tonight. Years ago, we would take him to Ford Lake or uh, uh, any of the lakes up there and uh, take the car lights and baptize. We didn't wait for months and uh, uh, the quicker you get it done, the better off you are, amen. And so uh, uh, his wife passed away this week. She was a, uh, a, a deacon's wife and one of the finest Christian women you'll ever, uh, we've ever met. And she's going on to be with the Lord. Uh, I found out about uh, uh, preparing for this service that God has a lot to say about family, about family. And it all starts out with uh, mom and dad, husband and wife. And so uh, you pray for us that God will help us to uh, uh, say the things that we need to say. I remember uh, before we, you moved over here, uh, Brother Mike, uh, they wanted him to have the conference at uh, uh, Kirby, and he told them he would if they'd let me preach. And so they said, all right, Brother Barney can preach. And then uh, the night of uh, the conference when I was to preach, Brother Mike, had a, his son, uh, was playing soccer. And so Brother Mike had to make a decision. Would he rather hear me preach as uh, be with that boy? And he went uh, and uh, watched his son uh, play soccer. And the reason he did that, I had told him, he asked me a question. He said, Brother Barney, if you had it do over, what would you do different? And here's the two things I said I would uh, have done different. I would have shot more basketball, uh, basketball shots and I would have worked on more bicycles because uh, as a pastor, I remember coming home from work. I worked at Cadillacs for almost 14 years and pastor too. And that's a tough job. And, uh, and my boy said, Dad, uh, are you gonna work on my bicycle tonight? And I said, no, I've got to go to the hospital. But if I had it to do over, I would have worked on that bicycle and let somebody else went to the hospital. Because, you know, Jesus said, the poor you have with you always, and I want to paraphrase, the sick you're going to have with you always. There's always somebody to visit, somebody else that needs the, uh, comfort, but your son and your daughter, you're not going to have them around always. Uh, and so I urge you to, uh, this morning, if you have children, uh, uh, thank God for them, 
but you are the person that's responsible to teach and train them. God said about Abraham, I know Abraham, I know him. And God knows you too this, today, that he will command his children. In other words, he's gonna teach his children. God said that about Abraham. And I trust that God will say, can say the same thing about you and me, I know them. And they are gonna teach their children about the ways of the Lord. The Bible tells us um, in chapter three of Colossians, it's amazing that uh, Colossians has all about this. And then if you uh, wanna skip over to Ephesians, and he uh, says the same things practically again about husband and wife and about loving one another. And one of the amazing things that Jesus said, uh, you say that you love me whom you have not seen and you hate your brother whom you have seen. He didn't understand that. How can you say that? That you love uh, me, you have never seen me, and yet you hate your brother whom you was raised up with and grown up with and uh, 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 went to school with and all that. So the Bible says uh, in chapter uh, 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 three of Colossians, uh, he said in verse 12, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness and long suffering. Now God tells us to do all that. That's just adding graces. And uh, it's almost similar to what he says in, uh, over in the uh, epistle of John, where it tells us about above all things, put on your, add to your faith virtue and the virtue of knowledge, knowledge, temperance, and the temperance, patience, and the patience, godliness, and the bro, uh, uh, godliness, brother kindness, and the brother kindness, charity. So God says to add all these things. And he then, above all things, back to 14th verse of the third chapter, and above all things, put on charity which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to that which also you're called in one body and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts unto the Lord. And whatsoever you do, listen to this, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God uh, and the Father by him. And then he switches to the coin that we want to use, like a coin that has two sides. And the first side of this coin in this chapter, it says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, and uh, it's fit in the Lord. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husbands. Now, notice amazing, uh, it sounds me like uh, that uh, uh, some women could submit to some other woman's husband, but having trouble submitting to her own husband. And that's the same way about uh, men. I've had uh, people, uh, women complain, he will work and do things for anybody and everybody, and I can't get him to do one thing around the house here. Amen? Any of you guilty? You say amen or holler out one. <laughs> amen. And so the Bible said, submit yourselves unto wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband and is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives. 
You know, uh, that is a tremendous statement uh, that we need to uh, keep on keeping on. Husband, love your wife and be not bitter toward them. In other words, uh, what us men does a lot of times, we can make our wives bitter and, uh, uh, and the next thing you know, we've lost all communication with each other and God wants us to uh, uh, think about it. God says, how much you, uh, do you want me to love your wife? And my beautiful wife sits over here today and this is one of our favorite verses. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That's how much God wants me to love her. And I want to tell you, uh, even uh, today, uh, uh, she's just as beautiful as she was when she was a teenager, and I was so in love with her that I could not, you know, uh, it was just in, uh, amazing. But a day, I told her just uh, this past week, we, she was uh, in therapy, and I, I was there working out also, but I looked over there and saw this beautiful woman, and I told her that she is still beautiful. Amen. And so the Bible said, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Now listen, folks, today, uh, we are living in a world today that uh, a lot of times it's hard to get along with people. But I'm going to tell you something. Remember about the, church, uh, the family in the church. All of us, one thing we have in common, nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. If you're perfect, you better get out of here. You get contaminated. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so the Bible teaches us uh, uh, that we, uh, in spite of one of the greatest things I ever learned, in spite of my faults, God loves me still. God loves me still. And I remember a, a brother was talking about the uh, ch uh, second church uh, and uh, uh, the old church and the church that we sold to the, uh, this one uh, uh, group and the lady gave me a poem. And in the end of that poem, it went like this, with all thy faults, I love thee still. With all your faults. And listen, folks, if you're going to wait for people to be perfect, if you're going to wait for them to get everything straightened out, you're never going to love them. You have to accept them for what they are and tell them and love them. And if you, the Bible tells us here, if we have uh, any, uh, 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 anything against one another, forgive them. Forgive them. Don't go on through life week after week and month after month and year after year and have somebody that you're going to church with and you still haven't forgiven them. You need to take care of that today. And think about it in this size of church here, if everybody in this church would forgive uh, any of the people that they may have a little fault against or some they said something they didn't like, this altar would be so full and we wouldn't have time for the second service today. We just have to take care of business. And that's what we need to do today is to take care of business. And uh, you say, well, Brother Barney, uh, uh, you mean that I need to try to make everything right with anybody? Yes, exactly what I'm saying. If you've got an ought against them, the Bible said forgive them. Forgive them. You say they have never apologized. Don't wait for them to apologize to you. You just forgive them. And if they ever come to, uh, to apologize, you've got good news for them. I forgave you years ago. Wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't that be better? And so the Bible says, uh, wives, submit yourselves. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. 
and, uh, and children, obey your parents in all things. We are living a day that, uh, that children have really lost respect for moms and dads, and they're not uh, really obeying them, and they're not giving honor unto them like God wants them to do. And so, uh, but uh, I've got a, a sad news for you today. You forgive people. If you got a brother, forgive him. I wish I had a brother living today that I could forgive. He, all mine is gone. My mother had 13 children, and I was the seventh boy and the 11th child, and I'm the only one left. And I'm gonna tell you, it's kind of a sad feeling when years ago we wondered who would be next, and uh, uh, my, uh, all them's gone now, and I know if there's next one go, it's me. And so we wanna uh, uh, take care of this and love one another and be kind one to another. And so the Bible, uh, you know, I don't have no mama, no daddy, no grandpa, no grandma, no uncles, no aunts, no brothers. Uh, that uh, All them's gone. And uh, you know that song, I'm alone in this world, I'm alone. And I feel that sometimes, that I'm alone in this world. And so the Bible teaches us a lot about these things. Uh, God has commanded us. And I want to tell you something, folks, today. If there's anybody that you need to apologize to, you make that thing right and get right with them. Can you imagine... Uh, this is not biblical. Uh, this is uh, according to me. And so the, if, you, if you get, when you die, and you go up to the judgment bar, and the gates are closed, but before you could ever enter in, you'd have to make everything right with these people that you got an ought against. I wonder how long it'd take to get, make things right. I guarantee, brother, quicker than you could blink an eye. Uh, everything will be all right. And you say, everything's all right. We got it all straightened out. And we're gonna, we, we got it taken care of. And that's what the church needs. If everybody in the church would get right with one another, we'd be in a revival uh, every uh, day, and not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. Uh, the Bible said in that early church that loved one another so much, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Wouldn't it be wonderful if God was adding to this church, not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday night, not just on some other night, but every day somebody's coming by and saying, uh, 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 we got another saved. God's added another to the church, and this would be wonderful. And so uh, I want to say, talk a little bit about uh, this uh, economy we're in. Everybody's worried about the economy. David tells us, I got news for you. He said, but I've never, I once was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. Never have I seen that. And I want to tell you folks this morning, if you will uh, do right with God and take care of your financial things, that, uh, money that belongs to God, you can be like David someday. I once was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. <coughs> in fact, about it, in my ministry, I've never known a person that had uh, tithed for 10 years faithfully that, uh, that they was ever begging bread. God takes care of him. 
God, in fact, about it, the Bible said, God uh, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the earth and the fullness thereof. And I got news for you. He'd kill every one of those cows before he'd see you go hungry. He would. Now, that's the kind of God we got that's going to take care of. He's going to feed us. Fact about it, folks, uh, my wife and I, we started out from the, uh, the bottom. Poor. We were both saved, but we started out from the bottom. And fact about it, uh, we started out so low, we didn't even have a, when, the day, when we got married, we didn't even have an apartment to go to. We went and stayed about two or three weeks with my brother and his wife. We didn't even have a car in this day and time that where people are living, uh, a 16-year-old, uh, you're going to have them a car by, when they're 16 years old. But here we are, I'm 20-some years old, and I don't even have a car. And uh, we, got, uh, we used a Greyhound bus. You ever ride a Greyhound bus? Uh, and that's what we had. We started out, we, we went, uh, my wife, she was in Portsmouth, Ohio. I, I was in Michigan. And we met in Richmond, Indiana. Both of us rode a Greyhound bus to get uh, where we, uh, to Richmond, Indiana. We got married. We come back to Cincinnati on a Greyhound bus. We come to Michigan on a Greyhound bus. And, uh, and we rode DSR buses up there in Michigan for quite some time. And almost a year went by before we got our first car. All we had about it, we walked day after day uh, uh, just to uh, find an apartment uh, uh, that we could have, a Duran apartment. And uh, finally one day, we finally got us enough money to buy some furniture. And uh, uh, so I seen this beautiful uh, house and it had a sign on it, flat for rent. Any of you know what a flat is? You know what a flat is? Yeah, there's some old folks over there who know what a flat is. Amen. And, uh, and so I knocked on the door. I parked a car across the street and knocked on the door and uh, asked that lady, could we rent that flat? And she said, yes. I said, well, I got to go get, uh, get my wife. And uh, I left to go, go and get her. I uh, get to the house. I come back outside and the car's gone. And this is the true story, folks. I was so excited over being able to rent a flat that I had run from that flat all the way to where we apartment was, a mile and a quarter or something like that. And my car, when I got back over where the flat was, the car was sitting there. <laughs> now, I want to tell you, folks, this is what, when you start out poor, and today, as a family of God. God has been so good to us. God has been so gracious to us. And I could not sit down with pen and pencil and figure out how that we've got what we've got. The only way is because we've been given, we've been tithing, we've been helping poor people, we've been getting, uh, feeding uh, 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 hungry children, Appalachian children, world vision, and we have been given, and God just, you know, the thing is, uh, when you give unto God, you say, well, how can you give so much? One man said, well, I'll just keep, keep taking it out, and God just keeps putting it in, and he's got a bigger basket than I've got. Amen? And so, 
Uh, we need to thank, remember that. Thank God for my wife today. Here's what one of my boys thinks about his mama. Uh, this uh, was uh, the other day, you know, last Sunday was Mother's Day. But it, here's the beautiful poem. She said if God, he had sent her $100, it wouldn't have done for her what this does. Mom, I love you with all my heart. When I think back over the years and remember all the special things you've done for me, I realize how lucky I am to have a wonderful mom like you. Whenever I needed your support, you were there for me. And you taught me so much above life, about life, life and love and giving. And those are lessons I'll never forget. Maybe mom, having a mom like you has spoiled me a bit. But don't, you, don't ever think I don't appreciate you and love you because I do with all my heart. I love you, uh, Rob. And I'm sure that one that could stand today and thank my wife and thank me for the times that we said one day you are going to church you are going to and she said thank God that we set the example for her and uh, and she stayed in church and she uh, is uh, fact about it she's in love with the church today and thank God for that today you know uh, folks as we realize about this economy I, I, I got some news for you a lot of times we're in the problem that we're in because we have spent too much. We have bought cars that was too big, SUVs, gas guzzlers, that uh, we bought houses that was uh, for two or three people that had a four bedroom house. And what in the world is a two or three people gonna do with a four or five bedroom house? And that's where they're at today. They spent too much. They uh, overdone it, and they, uh, spent, they put it on a credit card. And I want to tell you something about credit cards. Use a credit card. Don't let a credit card use you. That means uh, don't, if you cannot pay for it at the end of the month, uh, or the first of the month, don't put it on that card. My wife and I, we, uh, we use a credit card, but every uh, first of the month, as soon as, in fact, about she uh, kind of gets upset with me just because as soon as I get the bill, if I'm eating, I'll start writing, you know. Uh, get, uh, send that check in, paid in full. Paid in full. You say, well, that means uh, they'd all go broke if you left up you. I guess they would. But I found out later, uh, up there they've got a sign saying, if you pay cash, you get 10 cents less on gas. So that somebody must be paying that credit card. And I'm not paying it, you know. And so, uh, folks, keep that in mind. Don't let that uh, go in debt. And don't keep on putting it on there. And then when Christmas time comes, don't uh, uh, spend money that you don't have to buy a gift for somebody that you don't even like. <laughs> amen. Got any amens? Amen. But listen, uh, this is important to our church family. See, when you uh, uh, overdo it, the next thing you know, when you can't make your bills, you know what one of the first bill, uh, bill you're going to uh, uh, start uh, cutting down on is the Lord's money. And then you become a thief. 
Because the Bible says, you robbed me. He said, well, where did we ever rob you? He said, in tithing offerings. Bring you the tithe into the storehouse, and I'll open the windows of heaven. I'll pour you out a blessing that you'll not be able to receive it. And folks, in closing this morning, let's just keep in mind uh, that we uh, children, obey your parents. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit unto your husbands. And I want to tell you, ladies, if you will treat your husband like he's a king, I kind of got a feeling he'll treat you like you's a queen. And that would be just exactly what God wants to do in this family, church family. Brother Mike has been preaching on this for weeks. I didn't know where to start, don't know where to stop, but we're going to stop right now and uh, uh, trust that if there's anybody in here, you've got an ought against anybody. Notice what he said. If you've got an ought against anybody, forgive them. Forgive them. And if you, you say, well, they're not even here. Come to the altar and forgive them anyway. Take care of that. Take care of business with God today. And you can leave the church today saying, there's nothing between me and my Savior. Nothing between me and the Savior. Let's stand at this time. And uh, while every head is bowed and every Christian is praying, and I just wonder if there's anybody in the house right now with your head bowed that you say, Brother Barney, I got some problems. I got some bitterness. I, I, maybe against a brother or sister. Maybe it's a brother or sister in the church. But I, I, I need to take care of that. And I need you to pray for me. Uh, this church family will be a better church family when everybody uh, takes care of things. And you say, brother, how do you know? Well, we, I know by nature. Nature tells us that we can get uh, faults against each other and hold grudges and become bitter. And we need to just let it go forgive one another and love one another and ask God today. If you're here today and you need that, you want us to pray for you, just lift your hand and say with that, pray for me. God bless. Anybody else? God bless. God bless you back there. Anybody else? Anyone else? You need to take care of this. And while they sing a verse of this song today, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, pray right now. Holy God, we thank you for the privilege of being here today. We ask you today if uh, these hands have gone up. And Lord, there's maybe family members, brothers and sisters that's not getting along. Maybe they're not getting along with mom and dad. And God, and maybe it's a church uh, family uh, that they're not getting along with. And they're bitter against somebody. I trust that they'll take care of it today before they leave. In Jesus' name we pray.